1: Bye. Bye. Well, hello, and welcome back to Brave New Teaching. Today's episode is going to be another unit recap run through. Tour. I'm not quite sure what we're calling this just yet, but a couple of episodes ago, Amanda led us through what it looks like when she teaches her unit that uses the novel A Thousand Splendid Sons. If you missed that episode, make sure that you check it out. Uh, It is in our show notes so that you can uh, take a little look-see at that one. It was a really good episode. She has an amazing essential question. She did some really good deep dive sorts of activities that students were doing. And she was on a hybrid schedule teaching this for the first time. It's just pretty incredible. So make sure that you check that one out. I'm going to be talking through a Shakespeare unit that I have taught to seniors. I'm not teaching seniors this year, but I will be again. And I just have taught this a couple of times in the last couple of years. Um, And it's actually a unit that uses not one, but two of Shakespeare's dramas, his tragedies. Um, And I'm really excited to share that with you today. And speaking of Shakespeare... If you are listening to this episode right as it airs, we are primed and just about ready to start the Shakespeare Teacher Festival. Please make sure, if you've not already done so, that you press pause on me right now and head over to bravenewteaching.com slash Shakespeare so that you can register for free. The festival runs from April 5th through 10th, 2021, and if you've missed it, fear not, it will be, we'll we'll come back for year two and we'll find a way that we can still have access to year one's content. We're working on all of that good stuff right now, but if you're able to, please take a moment to register. We want to make sure that as many people as possible are able to get their eyeballs and ears and hands on this content. It is completely free, five, six day festival. I can't really count, uh, that it's completely virtual. And we just have Our very best tips, tricks, strategies, and the philosophy behind why we both continue to teach Shakespeare, even though it is the year 2021. And so many of us, ourselves included, are saying do away with a lot of the quote unquote classics, get rid of a lot of the canon because it's not serving your students. Well, we think believe and breathe that Shakespeare still does serve our students in a whole lot of different ways. And we would love to share all of that with you. So brave new com slash Shakespeare register for free. We cannot wait to get everything started and work with you all and just be really uh, theatrical and like at one with the bard. And speaking of the bard, I think it's time to get started talking about my double play Shakespeare unit. Let's cue the music. All right, everybody, let's get to it. So I promised you a unit walkthrough tour recap. Still not quite sure what I'm calling this thing on my unit that uh, teaches two different Shakespeare plays. This unit has been taught to 12th grade students. To pretty great results, actually. Um, I have to have a slight caveat for a moment here. If you're hearing sounds in the background, (laughs) I have my four-year-old with me. She's on the floor playing with Legos, being the best girl ever. She just wants to be close to mommy. So we might be hearing her play a little bit, but... We will be just fine as we dig into this unit. So it uh, for seniors in high school, like I said, it is from a world literature course um, and the unit is about four weeks and change and covers two heavy hitters. We cover Hamlet, and Macbeth. And if you have listened to our essential questions with Shakespeare episode which just aired, this is the one where I talked about the essential question. The essential question for this unit is are villains born or made? And it has to do with a whole, you know, quarter-long study of villains and and their origins and their motivations and that sort of thing. But in this unit we're specifically looking at where do they come from? Are they born or are they made? And we look at Hamlet and we look at Macbeth and it is intense. It is like a hit the ground running for a month, but I have to tell you, I've had the best engagement of all of my units for the senior class. It's like this one. And then a unit I do on podcasts are the biggest ones. Um, and this one, whenever I, I end a class, whenever it's finals, I do a whole exit survey and students are always like Shakespeare, Hamlet and Macbeth mock trials. That was the best part of this class because it's just so like difficult and also really rewarding and super fun. So our summative assessment in this unit is to argue and vote (laughs) as jury (laughs) in uh, mock trials where they put uh, characters on trial for the tragedies that occur in these two plays. And we have a couple different trials that take place. So that is our summative. So as you can kind of start to pull apart a little bit of that, the big skills that we're working on in this unit are argument, uh, backing it up, backing up an argument with text, evidence so supporting sorry I couldn't think of the word supporting an argument with text evidence and specifically doing so in something that's quite uh layered and nuanced and advanced like Shakespeare um so that's a little bit of like a writing skill that we are working on obviously there's a ton of like reading skills that we're working on authors craft um analysis uh inference a ton of different things there um and then listening and speaking are huge parts of this unit because their summative is speaking hey and argument and backing up an argument and then also some students are jury uh jurors and so they're listening and it's it's a very cool project at the very end but basically We begin this unit with an introduction to Shakespeare stations. If you've been listening to these Shakespeare episodes that we've been doing over the last couple of months, and if you are attending the Shakespeare Teacher Festival, you're going to hear me talk about introduction stations quite a bit. I live and breathe by these things. For every unit that I teach, I just think that uh, stations in the secondary classroom is just phenomenal in so many different ways we introduced Shakespeare with like a day or two of stations it just kind of depends and those station cover things from like historical uh context social context and some language keys because these are seniors so they've had at least <laughs> sorry we had a little music interlude there of Jacob the Neverland Pirates real fast um they, we've got a different language and vocabulary that they're going to need specifically for the plays that we are actually studying. There's there's a lot that goes into it, but it's pretty compact into different stations. And then one of my favorite parts starting this unit is a murder mystery party where I have set this up and I'm going to talk about this at length in the uh, Shakespeare Teacher Festival. But the murder mystery party essentially Kids come to class on the day of class, and and granted, I've only ever taught this in a traditional setting. So, translating this to uh, virtual or hybrid would present some challenges. So, I'm just gonna kind of explain it as it is for now. murder mystery party. Students come into class, lights are down. I've kind of done like a mini room transformation and they are entering a ball at Elsinore Castle. And all around the room, there are uh, different character cards and everybody needs to pick one up and they're going to assume that role. And it tells them the name of a character, most of which are from the play. And some are just kind of like made up because they're servants and different people that would be around, but aren't necessarily part of the actual cast in the play. I also teach classes of like 40 kids so let's remember that for a minute um and then they so they everybody picks up a card it's got their their character name on it and a little explanation of who that character is and their relation to any other characters um and then on like the back of the card it says uh some things some secrets that the, that, that character has and, and sometimes the secrets are that the character eats the extra cake that's left over after the Royals are done with it. And sometimes it's a secret, like (laughs) I've been in love with my husband's brother for years, Gertrude, Um, or something like, you know, like I've I've taken some liberties and creating this little like world. And so the kids come in, most students have no idea what happens in Hamlet. And so I always take a poll before we do this the day before. And I say, who knows what happens in Hamlet or like, who knows what Disney movie is is written after the story of Hamlet. So I kind of like suss that out. Those students become my King Hamlet, Prince Hamlet, Claudio, or Claudio Claudius, uh, my ghost, and that sort of a thing. And that kind of like sets it all up. And basically, throughout the class period, I stop everybody. They get some clues that are text-based, and they have to essentially solve who killed King Hamlet. Uh, he dies in the middle of the party and then they have to figure out it's a who done it using text clues as well as the little character cards that they've had it is the coolest like entry into and then and then we watch the first act of the like of the movie um I've been using the the um the Glenn Close m- version and it, it's it's pretty good because that first act is is like almost the exact right timing that I need it to be. Um, And then we move pretty quickly. We go and act a day for five days, four days. We to do acts four and five all in one day. We watch, we close read, we watch, we close read, we watch, we close read. And those close read passages are very specifically pointed towards different parts of the play that I want to make sure that they are seeing. And then we go right into Macbeth. So we'll do, at the end of, of Hamlet, we'll do like a character analysis, profile, psychological sort of a thing with Hamlet and we start and we do a little bit of argumentative writing looking at is Hamlet a villain here was he of right you know like in his right mind was he losing his grip on reality and and we talk through that a little bit and then students do a little bit of argumentative writing and then we jump right into macbeth and with, with macbeth um I take it a little bit differently these are seniors and they've pretty much been spoon-fed a lot of their english classes up until this point and so i put the teaching I put them in the teaching saddle, basically. And so students get, we do a little bit of intro, almost like a mini station, a miniature of what we do on the first day, just getting them into the world of like Scotland. Here's some of the the verbiage that you're going to hear specifically in this place so that you can understand exactly like what's a bane and blah, 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 blah. And like this, the political hierarchy that we're going to see unfold in front of us. And then in groups, students are assigned a different uh, scene from from each act of the play. So these scenes are going to be the scenes that we would normally be close reading. And so what students have to do in their groups, and because there are five acts of the play, I'll probably have like 10 groups, right? Two scenes per act. They need to present to us. And teach to the class what is happening and what is important based on our essential question uh, from their assigned scenes and act. So I can't remember how many scenes are in act one, but let's say that there are five. I, I should know this, but I don't. And I should just look it up but I digress. So, you know, group one is going to have act one scenes one through three and group two is going to have act one scenes four and five. And they're going to do a certain, you know, set of prep sort of activities. And then with the class, they're going to lead us through here are the main points of what goes on in these scenes. And then here's our close read. And they're going to actually lead the entire class in a close read analysis of a certain part of one of their scenes. Um, and so that, because it is presentational, takes us about uh, five, six days to get through. It's normally about an act a day with two performance performances, two presentations. Because my uh, classes are ninety minute periods, so each each group will have about thirty minutes, and then we'll have like you know a cushion of thirty minutes on the front and back end to be able to kind of like get stuff figured out and take care of all that and then at the end of Macbeth we do a similar character analysis as we did with Hamlet um but it's a little bit more of just like a like a suspect profile sort of a situation because we know that nobody is really innocent (laughs) in Macbeth I mean there are a couple of 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 innocents who are murdered but like were they innocent and we start poking all sorts of holes and things and we start asking a lot of questions and then um I open it up to my class and I say, okay, we're going to be holding two trials. Who do you want to put on trial? Who do we think is culpable for the tragedy of Hamlet and the tragedy of Macbeth? Um, And so we vote on two characters who are going to stand trial and then. I break everybody up into groups, and I actually use a mock trial. Um, I've talked about this a lot, and it's just such a good project. Um, Abby Gross from Right On With Miss G has a mock trial product in her TPT store, I will link it in the show notes, so make sure that you check it out. It is so phenomenal, and that is exactly the assignment that I use for this unit. Um, And students are assigned different roles within the trial, and they have different prep work that they're going to do for the trial, and it is hard because while they have not read the entirety of either of these plays, they have to really have a certain knack for reading and understanding the language and digging into it if they're going to use it as evidence that they are presenting in a trial. And vice versa, if they are listening to the trial and voting as jurors, they need to really be able to understand the arguments being made. I mean, there's so many layers to it that it, it works so brilliantly with, with seniors. So this is me patting myself on the back. It's been hands down, the my favorite thing that I've taught in the last couple of years has been this unit. Um, and then at the very, very end, of everything we, you know, we have our juries come back with verdicts that we are either guilty or not guilty.
0: Pretty much everybody's guilty
1: <laughs> because they kind of realize that a lot of these characters or a lot of these plays have like most of the characters don't have that many redeeming qualities <laughs> or, or they have more damning than redeeming qualities. Um, but it, it gives them some really, there's some really good conversation. We always take about at least half a class period to do, debrief it, right? Cause you don't want to just vote, And and condemn characters to whatever guilty is going to mean. Because then I, as the judge, get to give them an actual sentence. Um, we, We debrief it. We talk it through. And then students do like a written reflection. I normally like to give them the option of, of a reflection being something creative or something written, uh, creative meaning like visual or tactile versus a uh, piece of writing. And And that piece of writing would be a little bit more of an informal answer to the essential question, which once again was, are villains made or born or born or made, however it is that I put it or maybe i say monsters. I think i say monsters. I've just botched my own essential question. So, you know, we're <laughs> we're all a work in progress here. Um and yeah. So that is the long and the short of it. Like i said, it's about a 4 week and some change on a quarter system where i have students every day for 90 minutes a day. Well, this has been a pretty Intense episode. I realized looking at my timer that I have barely gone 20 minutes and I just went through a whole entire (laughs) unit. I'm a fast talker. It always takes my students like a good couple of weeks to get used to how fast I talk. And I repeat myself a million times because this is something I know about myself. Um, But please feel free to rewind as many times as you need to. Uh, A lot of this information, just a rough outline. I'll probably just put the actual calendar that I use so you can kind of see it as I talk through it in the show notes. Um, yeah. So please let us know also if these are the types of episodes that you all are liking, especially our English language arts teacher friends out there, because we know that these are, these are the kinds of things that like speak to us as teachers. Um, and so we are trying to fill whatever sort of a, uh, need that we see in our audience. So let us know what you need from us, what you like, what you want to see more of. And like I said before, if you've not already registered for the Shakespeare Teacher Festival, take a moment and do that. It's bravenewteaching.com slash Shakespeare. And if you also have a moment, if you would please give us a rating and a review on iTunes so that more teacher friends can come and find our podcast and join our brave new teaching community it just helps it helps us grow and it helps us reach more people and we are really getting some great feedback from a lot of you just that the ideas and the connections we're making to other teachers are really helping you especially in this like really difficult couple years as teachers and so that keeps us going and we want to make sure that we can keep doing that so until we meet again thank you so much for listening and i'll see you guys next time
0: bye